0: Oh, that's all.
1: And now, now, it's the Mike Celtis Show. Welcome back to the Mike Celtis Show. It's 1025 The Bone. Breaking news, Calvin. Oh, boy. I'm not prepared. Geo just walked in with all of my credit cards. Oh, really? Yeah. How did that happen? Uh, where were they do? Uh They were in the car. No. Lies. Some strange things are afoot. That's yeah. all I have to say.
0: I went to go look for your stuff earlier, and when I was coming down the stairs, Gio was coming in from outside, and he said, Hey, I just want you to know I uh, I took out the trash. So, uh, you know, if you want to give me any uh, slack on air about it, feel free. That's- but I think he was hiding your cards out there using uh-huh. the trash cover. And then and finding like, oh, I'm them to yeah. be, yeah. like, the best. Yeah. Oh, look what He's I a did. Hero. Yeah. I found he it. didn't find the cards, did he? I didn't, he spent no. half the morning looking for them. I spent...
1: I didn't Breaking find news. Them, didn't take them. Breaking news. Gio's a liar. <laughs> <laughs> liar? I'm the hero of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Gio no, is no, one You right. want us to see Yeah, Gio, you're the well same. anxiety. Yeah. You're mommy dearest. You're the one who makes your kid sick so you can help yeah. him. Yeah.
0: That's so right. I returned the Hooters VIP card so these jerks can go to Hooters without me every day. That's you're the true. Lex Luthor of superheroes.
1: V- you're a genius villain is yeah. what I thought. Yeah, no, <laughs> you're garbage, garbage Do you person. have the cards back, yes or no? I do. Thank you. My, my anxieties went down from a seven to a two. You're welcome. That's not fair. That's
0: not fair. That's garbage. He like, broke your window he, and then offered to r- fix it with his glass my, company.
1: So, so first of all, our guest Julie Agar is here. Julie, great to have you here. This is awesome. This is like Jewish people's court.
0: Where are <laughs> my credit cards? I don't know. You had them.
1: Sometimes I don't normally care, but sometimes when I have guests over, now that they're coming to my house, my so just to give you a little brief thing, I just had my uh, kitchen redone, so everything is in my garage, that's why it's a mess, and. Uh, to add to that, last night it was garbage night, and my son didn't throw the garbage. So I walked downstairs, and there's bags of garbage by the door. I go, i got to bring this guy into my house, first of all. And then he's going to walk by a pile of garbage to get into a dirty garage, and Geo threw my garbage. And then Geo threw the garbage and came back with my credit cards. Yeah. You're my favorite person in the world. Wow. Thank you. Wow. Because he stole them. Snake in the grass. Listen, let's and not- listen to all the people that are jealous
0: that they didn't think about taking the trash out. They're That's they Geo. The Gio. One, <sighs> the one time I offered to go look for your cards, I found them.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, coincidentally, he finds them because he's a garbage person and he you, stole them. You went and looked for them first. Yeah. So why didn't you find them? Because he had them. Of course uh, I can't find them. Uh, Gio had them the whole time. See, he's
0: saying Gio is like the serial killer that hangs out <laughs> when yes. the cops show up. <laughs> yeah. At the top, Thank, right? you. Right. Thank
1: you. Thank you, Shuli. A
0: genius yeah. villain.
1: Yeah. 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 Or should I
0: say Mr. Egar? Thank yeah. you. Were yeah. the cards returned safely? Well,
1: that's all I care about. Exactly. Gio, and you're the one who handed them to me. This is Damn right. uh, Shuley, what is your real full name?
0: Uh, it's uh, So Shuli is... Because I
1: always call you Shauli because I heard you
0: say that one day. Shauli is the Hebrew version of the name. It's the boy's version of the name. Shuli is the girl's version of well, the we'll name. you down? Sorry. So I took the A out because it was giving people aneurysms <laughs> looking at the way that it was spelled. And they're going, uh, uh, the, the, the Shali, Sha One one woman called me Raleigh. Raleigh. I don't even know where the was. Yeah. Um, so I dropped the A, and it's just Shuli. And when you Google it, it's just me and about... 12 female Japanese singers show up <laughs> yeah. so you're the only Shuliano. it's it I hated the name growing up yeah. I, I, I used to go by Sean for years
1: did so you made that up I changed it on my own in elementary school His girlfriend is Karishma. Change your name to Karen. Yeah, that's a good move. <laughs> yeah, that's charisma yeah. and Julie <laughs> God, uh, coming I mean, from a Mike, uh, common Mike. I wanna, I want a cool name so bad. When celebrities name their kids like Apple and stuff, I go, yeah, I would, I would do the same thing. My son's name is Joey, but I wanted to name him Darth. Charisma. <laughs> now that's that bad. that would have been great, right? That's yeah. bad. And my son now, at 14 years old, is a six foot one hockey enforcer. Uh-huh. Can you imagine God. if they were like? Darth, Darth Calter with this uh, third major penalty. I don't know, it's like, and every time he gets on the ice, dun, 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 dun. dun. I mean, My wife missed a boat on that. Really? She, she dropped missed dropped the, boat. the ball. Does no. she listen? No, no I don't know. Oh, yeah. You I dropped don't the ball she lives here big anymore. time. <laughs> Way she's, to go. She's and in the know. car right now, so she probably is listening. Miss, I was just kidding. <laughs> you are doing a wonderful job raising these children. <laughs> uh, Shuley comes uh, to us. He uh, worked on the Howard Stern Show for how many years? Uh, 15 years. I
0: had a one-week audition in the end of 2005, beginning of 2006,
1: mm-hmm. as a consultant. Now, now you were doing what beforehand?
0: Uh, I was doing stand-up in Vegas, and I was doing uh, internet radio with a couple buddies, kind of hoping I would get a chance
1: to do something over there at Sirius. And were you part of the thing when John left to audition for John's job?
0: Yeah, I was involved in the Get John's Job contest, which I came in dead last at. Oh, me. Really? Well, here was my rational uh, rationale for that, which was I'm not gonna win this contest because there are people much more skilled
1: uh in, in... But, but what skills like so I have a history a radio career right. at that point. Yeah. If I wanted to try and get that job, I don't think that that would have helped me because I didn't want to touch other guys' wieners and I wouldn't want to eat my own vomit <laughs> and all that. So I know when you have to make well, an impact. I guess you
0: just don't want radio bad enough, do you?
1: <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. You had to have some something to stand out among the other people. True.
0: My thing was I, don't fe- I didn't have the skills in any way, shape, or form as far as editing video or audio or, or even really how to interview people. Right. I didn't have any of those skills. My goal in that contest was—I was a regular caller at the time—and my goal was to show them, hey, while I call you every day, I'm not surely the slow adult from Vegas. Right. I'm surely from Vegas. Right. I'm normal. I'm okay. You know, it's one of those. I'm not a cop. I'm not wearing a wire. <laughs> I'm cool. Right, right. And and so I didn't care what place I uh, what place I finished in. I just wanted them to get to know me and see
1: I'm a normal dude that just wants to contribute and play ball with the show. Gotcha.
0: And it ended up paying off
1: because... Well, who are some of the other people? I don't remember if you, you might talk about it or refresh my memory. Who are some of the other people that tried out that didn't get it?
0: We had, uh, well, I mean, Sal Richard both ended up winning the contest. Right. We had Yucko the Clown was involved in it. Weird thing with Yucko,
1: Yeah. Okay, which I know you know Yucko really well. Yes. I am a long time I'm a fan of Yuckos from sure. the M T V days. Yucko the clown is a guy who dresses up like a clown and then goes like an old dirty clown and then goes out and completely annihilates people to their face. Like it makes fat girls feel bad with fat jokes. It's the most uncomfortable, funny stuff ever. Racist, sexist, oh.
0: every bad thing you can think <laughs> but of. But hilarious. Dressed as a clown who's yeah. never washed his outfit ever. Yes.
1: And and uh so then, you know how radio will do? They'll have a guest will like, do phone tours. Sure. And all so they call me up, and they were like, Yucco's promoting his new show on MTV. I worked for CBS. MTV was owned by Viacom. We are all in the same, so they call me up, and they're like, would you put this guy on? He's a dirty clown. I go, yes, I know Yucco. Yes, yes, yes. So we get him on the show, and he's a complete <laughs> jerk-off. Like, he's insulting me, but not, like, trying to be funny Yucko. He's, like, saying things on, like... And finally, I didn't get mad. I was like, okay, thanks, Yucco. And then they sent me this long thing. Hey, Yucko was drinking last night. He was <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Because even though they knew he was really weird, I was like, I don't know where that comes from. But he just blew it. Now, I, now. But as far as being on um, with you guys and being on his own show, I loved that show he had. He, he is. It's so funny,
0: Yucco, because when you meet him outside of the costume. Yeah his name like Roger or something? His name's Roger, yeah. and he, he couldn't be more opposite of oh, the really? character. He's really? He's the most meek, sweet, I would say in a complimentary way, spineless uh-huh. human being uh-huh. I've ever met. Until you put the costume on. And he puts the costume on, and it's like we all wronged him yeah. in some way. <laughs> and the, it's so vicious. So here's a funny story. We used to tour all the time. Killer's a comedy. Nico yep. was part of the tour. And every night he'd go out there in his clown outfit and he'd pull out sex toys on stage and just horrific stuff right. I would watch people walk out he didn't have an act, he would just get up there and be was just rude. show oh, yeah just vicious and one night he goes, "Oh, you just gotten married, his marriage was falling apart, uh, and he goes up on stage and he just does this completely different thing where he just self deprecates and he's just like. Look at me. He's like, I'm in my 40s. I'm dressed like a freaking clown. He's like, I'm flying. I got I to gotta pull out sex toys at the X-ray at the well, airport. And
1: you guys are like, Yoko's going to kill himself? <laughs> and
0: I'm, I'm standing on the side of the stage, and I'm watching this. The crowd's dying. Right. He's on another level. He finishes his set. He walks off stage. I grab him. I go... This is it. You found this it. is the act. You found it. And yeah. as I'm telling him that, I see a tear <laughs> rolling down his cheek, and that's what I really think. Was I, go, I go. He's in the middle of a nervous <laughs> breakdown, and the first person he sees is me.
1: Going, this is fantastic. <laughs> he, you need to do this every weekend. Talk about how he got fat too. Everything. Everything. I Talk about felt, how your
0: parents hate you. I felt so bad, but we pranked him once on the road. We did. The, I think it was in Chicago, and we had. Um, like three or four super fans, these these big black guys, and we brought them backstage specifically. Oh, I remember this to yeah. mess with Roger, and we said because he does racist stuff. He does horrifically right. racist stuff, and we go just go in and and punk him, yeah, just just scare like him. You're mad at him. and they walk in, and they're like, and he has his makeup off now, and they're like, "Oh, you the clown, right?" <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, and goes, yeah." You think that's funny, huh? You think it's funny what you're saying up there? He's like, "Well, you know, it's just an act." It's just... <laughs> And he's like, "No, you say you're you know you say you're a white piece of crap right now, sitting in the green rooms, packed with people, and he's like, i oh, I'm a white piece of crap." And he's like say it louder and he's like, I'm a white piece of crap and We're just all trying to hold in this laughter, and we finally just explode, I mean,
1: that's great it
0: it, it Working with those guys, learning so much. I was When
1: Yucko hangs himself, does he do it in uh, the clown costume round?
0: He up? He's more successful than all of us. Oh, now. really? Do you want to guess his net worth according to the internet? What's he
1: doing now? I haven't heard anything about Yucko in a while. Well, first of all, he did Brickleberry. Yeah, which was, oh, right. Where he was voicing. Then,
0: now Paradise PD on Netflix, I think, is on its third season right oh, wow. now. Um, and yeah, is he, he Yucko or Roger? No, he's Roger. Him and his partner Waco, they've they've put together two or three animated shows so far that have all sold, and he's doing great. Oh, good for yeah. him! What's he worth? Who's the clown now? Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the internet says he's worth one point seven million dollars. I mean, not bad for thirty Yeah. He's never washed that clown suit either. Oh, it is, so he's fun. bonded in it. Oh, God. There's,
1: I mean, it's just unreal. That unreal. Is, that is great. It's the clown name. All right, so you you get the job, and, and Sal and Richard get the job, right?
0: Yeah, well, they got the jobs first, and then I started kind of just practicing doing radio in Vegas just in case they would call me for something. Did right? you
1: think that you did good enough for them to think about you and call you? No, okay. I did not, but I did feel like,
0: there was gonna be some opportunity because my calls were based on old shows, right? So I would take old clips and I'd make games out of them. Uh-huh. And really, my goal in the game was to get these arguments started all over again because that. that was some of my favorite stuff on the show. Yeah. So um, they they put together this news team.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. The news team. Yeah. They
0: were they were the first thing on the air regarding Howard. Howard was still under contract at terrestrial. He couldn't go on serious for right. I think three months or so. And nobody on the news team knew the show because these were all real journalists that worked every morning
1: that was the odd thing uh because there's so many super fans in the media who could have used the work they would have probably been better off. but I guess the idea of getting real journalists was also good too, because that one guy what was the g- Steve one? Lankford. Steve Lankford, was great till the end
0: i mean and and here's a little exclusive for you, uh-huh. my friend and your listeners <laughs> if there's any uh, fans out there. But I just recorded a reunion episode. With Langford? With Langford,
1: John Lieberman, oh, wow. and uh, high-pitched Mike Morales. Oh, that's great. See, I, I don't know what the rule is. I know, as I grew up, Howard hated all radio guys when yeah. I was talking about him. But there was no denying that he's a huge part of the reason why I wanted to do this. Sure. And uh, it's it was tough when he was on terrestrial radio to, to pretend you weren't a listener at the same yeah. time. But I've never made any bones about it. I've grown up listening to the show. I think he's the best to ever do it. Don't particularly listen to the show a lot now, but uh I think he's great. But I, I never, I never was that radio guy that hated other radio guys. Yeah, there's some great guys in this town. There's some jerk offs in this town. It's just it's just how it goes, and I just call it as it is. But I always loved Howard. I mean, I, I grew up listening. I also like Scott Chandler when I was a kid. You know, when I was listening to Z100. So. um,
0: I mean, I grew up in L.A. listening to, you know, before Howard got there, Jay Thomas yeah, right, yeah. on on Power 106. And years later, I get to work with Jay on Thomas. On Jay's show, yeah. And I get to work with guys like Scott Farrell. And these guys, all three of them, Howard, Scott, Jay, they all gave me as much airtime
1: as I was willing to hustle I, for. I, I was going to say, you earned that airtime As a person who a fan of the show, like I, I tell Sal and Richard, there's been so many years that you listen to the show and you get accustomed to a certain thing. Then there's a change, a Jackie leaves, or right. something happens, and you're like, uh, and then But Sal and Richard, I thought what they brought to the show was something that didn't exist before. 100%. The level of immaturity, the prank phone calls, and all that stuff. The gay stuff between the two of them, their relationship, it was something that didn't exist that also made the show great. And then what you did and Langford did, that really added to a show that didn't need it and it just made it better, which I thought was great.
0: And And at the end of the day, it's all his doing. You know, people always say, especially now since I left, so many people are looking to hear, you know, dirt or bad things. And they go, well, what's he like? And I go, he gave a guy with zero radio experience a shot. Yeah. Like, what does that tell you?
1: Yeah, and and I don't, I don't, you know, we we always talk about this when you hear stories about um, who was it, Galvin, that uh, uh, the guy from Family Feud that that you weren't allowed to look him in the eye. Oh, you Steve weren't. Harvey. Steve Harvey. Remember when that memo came out? Yeah. It was like, don't talk to him and approach him in that way. I, I'm all for that. Yeah. The, he. Uh, this is not. This is a guy who has representatives, and, and he doesn't want to be put in a position where he's got to deal with your nonsense. There are other things to do. He's got a lot of other things that you don't know about that don't affect you. And I don't mind that. Even Ellen, when they talk about Ellen as being, yeah, you want to be successful at that level. You're going to have to be a certain amount of a-hole to get there. That's just how it goes. There's a great episode of the
0: Larry Sanders show where he feels he's not connected to his staff. right? And he's telling his producer Artie, he says, I feel like I want to be plugged into this loop. And Artie's telling him, he's like, listen, man, it's a loop you don't want to be plugged into. And once I plug you in, it's real tough getting you out. Uh-huh. And he's like, no, this is what I want. And it cuts to the next scene. He's in the makeup chair getting makeup on before a show. And the makeup artist is going... So I'm really considering putting my mom in a home, but I don't know. And he's like, no, I hear you. It's a tough call. And he gets out of the makeup chair, and he looks at her, and he goes, get me out of the loop.
1: It's exactly how it is. Man. So it's
0: like you got to be careful. Yeah, you want to be friendly and, and, and nice to your people who are working so hard. But at the same time, I got no matter how much money you make, you got problems. Everybody's got problems going on in their
1: lives. Yeah.
0: And if I can barely figure out my stuff... Don't come to me and, and dump truck all of your stuff on yeah. me.
1: Also, I understand, uh, you know, there's it, what it looks like to us. Uh, like I, I was a little bit upset as a fan of Howard. I don't know Howard. I met him twice. Right. I don't know him. I'm not friends with him. Me I don't, too. I met him twice. Too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, the the Scott the Engineer situation, yeah, as a fan, bothered me. Scott was a longtime uh, employee of Howard. Went to three different radio stations with him. Uh, 40
0: plus years
1: 40 years and was really responsible for some of the major moments on the show Uh, and was such a great sad sack character he was kind of like our moose uh,
0: but I mean nothing was tweaked
1: for the radio no he was just a (laughs) miserable (laughs) human
0: he talks about his mom or grandmother told him when he was a kid that he has a black cloud over his head (laughs) and it's never left
1: Uh, (laughs) I have a friend named Moose who used to produce this show when it first started and to describe Moose in one word I'll I'll do it for you <laughs> moose. That is moves to a T. Love him. Yeah. Great. Still friends with him. Yeah. But he's just he's total black cloud. Yeah. And uh, and uh, this guy's wife got sick and he wanted to you know he needed some money for medical bills and he wanted to go fund me and they were like you can do your GoFundMe but we're not going to promote it you can't mention the Stern Show you can't mention that I just know that if Spanish came to me and it was like my wife's dying and I need uh, to do a GoFundMe I'd be like here's fifty thousand dollars I would just write you a check. And give it to you now, not that this is his responsibility, but a guy who's been with me since day one or yeah. day 10 uh, that it has a family emergency like that, not only would I embrace the GoFundMe, but I certainly, if I was making that kind of money. Now, at the same time, I really don't know how much money Howard makes. We know where we got what report was. I don't know what the situation was, and I don't know if Scott or his wife did something to him along the way to make him hate both of them. Right. So it's really none of my business, but it's, as a fan, there it's not a good look.
0: Yeah, and I hear you. And there, there were a lot of factors there. You know, uh, you have to take into account there was a, there was a benefit show that was put together that Artie had done for him, and at that time...
1: Artie was on the on the
0: down. Artie was yeah. on the warpath. He was going on any and every show, his podcast, and, and you know, talking a lot about Howard. And, and, and,
1: and the thing, we've had... Our on the show a bunch of times i love artie but artie's a drug addict yeah. and uh you know artie says things i listen to some of the things artie says because i also like drama and sure He uh, doesn't but there was nothing there out, was that out of line to me as far yeah. as artie because Artie's is the, the one who was wrong in that situation
0: i mean look you know <laughs> when you're nodding off at work from heroin and people are waking you up with symbols yeah. on air making a bit out of it <laughs> right
1: I mean... You're lucky that they found a bit to make.
0: One doesn't happen without the other, right? right? So, you know... And and yeah, the Scott thing was weird for sure. You know he's out in Florida now. You should.
1: I didn't know. I you know what's funny is you that. Should have him on. I've had I've had uh, good relationships with many members of that show. Scott not being one of them. I don't need that black card in my life. Listen, I was gonna say <laughs> this
0: show is running really well. You should have him on. <laughs> Throw that so,
1: wrench okay, into huh? it.
0: It's literally a tree branch in <laughs> a wheel of a bicycle. Um, but he he is so funny. He was a guy. We started this comedy tour as a goof myself. Scott the engineer and Ronnie the limo driver. Yeah. Ronnie was Howard, uh, is Howard's security and his limo driver. And um, we went on this tour where I closed, I headline, and these two would host it. And it was called Ronnie Munn's Block Party. Right. Now, we booked four shows to start this off. And literally each show got worse and worse. it uh-huh. was as attendance, money. I remember the last... Uh, the first two I made nothing I just paid them right right right. because I didn't want them mad at me yeah and then the last show we're in Long Island and I'm like telling them guys we tried this is a failure I'm not doing anymore we sell we sell like 150 tickets to the show which was great a bunch of the guys from the show come down I'm on stage closing out the show Scott's in the DJ booth DJ on his cell phone right this is a broadcasting genius of 40 years on his cell phone (laughs) And, uh, in the middle of my set, he just interrupts me on the mic and goes, Sal just threw up on the back bar. <laughs> so you're you're me on stage. My, me. Yeah. This is what this is all I see. Every single 150 people go, huh? And just turn around, and I, I'm on stage, and I just go, okay, thank yeah. you guys, yeah. good night. Yeah. And we well, go back to work, and the uh, next, you know, that Monday, Howard's got Howard TV video of it. Sal throwing up. He's yeah. got audio of it. He's playing it. This is the power of the show, right? I walk out of the studio after an hour of goofing on us and the, and Scott, and my promoter is blowing up my phone. I pick up the phone. He goes, I'm getting calls from every venue around the country. They want the book. Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. So now we're booked solid. Scott is making two grand a weekend. Doing that. Playing... Intro songs on his oh, cell, phone. cell phone. That's great. <laughs> comes to me after a month and goes, I'd really like to sit down and get a look at the numbers. Uh. Uh. And I go, What do you mean the number? He goes, Well, I feel like there could be we can be making more if we saved some money and and I'm like, Oh, I know what you're doing. You you think I'm um, listen, I'm up there doing an hour. Right, right. You're playing you're three songs on your, cell on your phone. phone. I say, You know how many comics I know that would stab their mother in the neck for two thousand sure. dollars a weekend? I'm like, just, just be cool with it. Yeah. Typical Scott. It's not about the money. Yeah. It's about the principle. <laughs> and then the guy is sitting at home while I bring JD in to R- replace him. Man. And we end up in places like Jamaica. And we oh. go all – we sell out Atlantic City. I mean – and Scott's at home with principal.
1: Oh, that, that drives And me that nuts.
0: is typical Scott.
1: That's typical Moose, too. And I love him. Yeah, I love yeah. the
0: death. But it's like there's n- r- the sun has never sh- shined on that guy, that ever. So,
1: that is so Aww. funny, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Carmen. Right? Yeah. That's Dude. sad. That's a yeah. sad, sad life. Yes. Yeah. And the, and to make it even worse, he's still alive. He oh. is. Yeah. And he's in your town. So yeah, right. no, yeah Where is no. he at? Where does he no. live? He
0: might be in St. Pete. I'm
1: not, that'd sure. I'm not be hilarious. 100% sure, but he's definitely out here. I see him on Instagram all tan and bald. <laughs> My wife, one time, before we were married, she met Crackhead Bob in Orlando. I guess when Howard was on in Orlando, they brought Hello. him Hello. So, yeah. She was so excited that she met Crackhead Bob. That's so funny to me. Um, what years, as a listener, what years are the best Howard years?
0: I think early 90s billy west
1: era billy john and Artie together on the show i thought were great
0: i mean billy there's a great bit you probably find it on youtube but billy as um what's the actor's name played ironside in the wheelchair raymond burr raymond burr yeah raymond burr when he died came out that he was gay and they do this 10 minute and that's that's the thing i love the most is the news starts Mm -hmm. something happens and forty minutes later, we're still on the first story of oh, the news because it's the best. you know whatever happened happened. And he's going back and forth as Raymond Burr, making these these hilarious jokes. And when Howard starts laughing, that was my goal. Any time I went in that studio, to get him in that hype. I, the- I have Howard, Robin, and Fred—three people in this audience—which I am more than you know. I'm, no, I'm used to working three people. <laughs> I started in Vegas. Seven people was a sellout in Vegas. So I go in, and my goal is like, that dude's going to have his head pointed to the sky with his mouth wide open laughing by the time I get out of here. Yeah, that's great. And that's what I try to do every time. You know? It was my goal working there was to make him laugh.
1: He um, would mention me every once in a while, like something would come up. And I, we did afternoons at the time, yeah. and I knew I could tell when Howard was talking about me because my phone would start going crazy in the morning because I'm getting all my New York friends calling me, I'm yep. getting all my and my agents calling me. He's like, "Oh, it's gonna be gonna be a big day," you know. And it's all whether he said something on then never like, "Hey, my buddy Mike," just some uh, reason to bring it up. Something happened, some Twitter thing or whatever. He was, and, and my phone would just go insane, crazy
0: it it 's still a powerful, powerful show. Uh, I thank him for giving me the ability to learn uh, broadcasting over fifteen years, but also to just believe and get confidence in myself and, and what i 'm able to do
1: yeah I think it 's great that you uh, put your time in and now you 're doing your own thing because that 's really what you want to do you don 't want look it 's great to to have had any connection to him. Um, but then the, it's what you do with it. That's the key, you know. You got I mean, to do your own career. You're a young guy. I think.
0: I think what's really cool is, like, ten years ago, if I make this move, I, you know, the the normal move is to find another gig in radio somewhere. Whereas now, yeah, you don't have so that, to go. but <laughs> you don't yeah, have to. Yeah. You can do it from your home. You can. You you you. Not everybody's going to be a Rogan, but if you can provide and be. And be living comfortably. Yes, that's it. That's, that's all I'm is, looking yeah. for. Yeah,
1: my days of wanting to be a gazillionaire are over. <laughs> See, uh, I enjoy. I'm doing that podcast with Bobby Kelly every night. Love, and you. that's coming out of my relationship with him, and how the two of us just we we have so many great phone conversations. Oh, the chemistry us that were like, we just got to get a show. You know, and you
0: can't teach. You know that in radio.
1: Is something I learned that that chemistry is just something that just happens. It's a bolt of lightning. Which I'm lucky that it's entirely different from what we do here. Yes. I've got great chemistry with these guys. And, yes. and you know, Galvin, who's back in the studio, uh, this is an entirely different thing. I, got, I lucked out twice. So yeah, this no, is, that was this a was nice great. save. That was a nice yeah. save. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: I was about <laughs> yeah. to go to commercial. That's like when you finish a comedy show and you're standing there, the host, the feature, the headliner, and the person goes to the host, they go, you were really funny. And they go to the feature, they go, you were the best. And then they turn to you and they go, you were really good, too. Yeah,
1: that's what Bobby good always job. says. Um, they always says a term that uh, you were good, too. Yeah, that's the whole thing afterwards. You were good, too. Uh, this is uh, Shuli Agar. Shuli is going to be at Sidesputers. Now, what are you doing? One night
0: tonight? I'm doing one night tonight. Uh, I'm very excited about it. You know, Where did I've, you
1: come in from? Like, are you doing a little fart tour Yeah, I'm
0: it? doing uh, Cocoa Beach Friday and Saturday uh, night. I think it's the Playhouse out there, but it's all all the info is on my website, shalomshuli.com. Uh, and then I'm coming back in May uh, to Florida and, and doing Arizona and getting back on the road. My goal is to have a new hour by the end, uh, you know, by six months from now maybe, you know, and, and record another album. Uh, the last album I did was so much fun. Yeah? And, well, I did a double album. I don't know if you know what I did. I don't know. Tell me this. It's called Shulogy. And I went <laughs> I went to a New York Comedy Club out in New York, my home club when I was there. And I recorded two shows back to back. The same set list for both shows. Right. But the first show I did completely sober, (laughs) and the second show I got drunk and stoned. That's brilliant. (laughs) And and, and which one was better? So sales-wise, the wasted show outsold the sober show three to one. Right. But... The, if you like tight, polished, professional comedy, The Sober Show is for you. <clears throat> if you like a guy who forgets D- bits and uh-huh. does bits that aren't supposed to be on the album <laughs> and does crowd work for way too long goofing on a guy's shirt, The Wasted Show is for you.
1: Dude, I cannot do... Like, if I... I don't smoke pot or anything, yeah. but if I try to eat, like, a little yeah, bit I of know, edible... Yeah, I know. This green room's lame. I'm but sorry. No, go ahead. This green room... It's my garage. <laughs> um the if I try to eat an edible the yesterday, yeah. it will still affect me today. Yeah, if like I, I can't do that at if, all. if I had a dollar for every
0: guy, he's like, just half, dude, just <laughs> half. Yeah. And I'm like, Okay, whole mm-hmm. thing goes yeah. and nothing. I took two last night, uh my buddy Mike who picked me up, uh hook nose Mike. Um Back from back in the day, the yeah, caller. I
1: remember hooking those. my
0: he's out here in Florida. He picked me up from the airport. He had a couple uh, ads for me, and I, and he's like, just one. I'm like, give me, give me what you got. Dude. Yeah. And an hour and a half later, we're at Chili's. He's like, you feeling anything? I go, just these fajitas, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. They don't make it a bet. Uh, <laughs> I'm a pro.
1: If you want to see Shuli, you can go to uh, sidesmudgerscomedy Make reservations there. Pick up tickets. Stop by and see him tonight. Very funny comedian. If you're a fan of Howard Show. Uh, a lot of transplant New Yorkers down here, a lot of guys who listen serious. Uh Definitely go see Julie. You know, he's one of the uh, shining spots of the show. I've always, Shulie uh, and I, I, I believe today's the first day we really ever met. Yeah. I feel yeah. like I've known Shulie for 10 years, and today is the first day we ever we're met. We're Twitter buds from we're, way back. Oh, we're MySpace friends, I think. That's what? right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Top yeah, eight? Yeah, because... <laughs> um, I don't know if we were at that level yet, if we are in top eight level. No, I you don't know. think we were top eight because, you know, I hadn't earned that right yeah. then. Don't Not belittle true. your love. Don't no. belittle no. your love. Oh, listen,
0: he, he earned top eight. On my end, I don't, I don't even <laughs> think I was top 24. Oh, no.
1: Shirley had a baby and took off for uh, a, you, month, a month. A uh, paternity leave. Paternity leave. Do you know when I had my son, when I was doing this show, my boss came to me and he goes, Hey, I got to ask you. I got to have an uncomfortable conversation with him. I go, yeah, but the what? And he goes, how long are you thinking about taking off? I go, for what? And he goes, for the baby. I go, uh, well, we have the baby scheduled to be delivered on a Thursday because it's a C section. I'll be back on Monday, maybe take Friday off. He's like, really? I go, yeah. What would I be doing home? And uh, then I told my wife that, and she almost threatened to leave me. So then I got, I, I think I took like four days off total. And I went, you're good now, right? I can go back to work. I mean, I'll be home in four hours, relax a little. So uh, that was my thing. So when you took off, I thought that was a bold move.
0: Well, so what's so funny about it, I had no idea this paternity thing even existed, right? And and management comes to me at the time. I think it was high pitch Mike in the newsroom, and he goes, you know you're entitled to paternity leave. And
1: I go, what the hell is that? Yeah.
0: He says, well, you can take up to 30 days off. And by the time he finished the word off, I was out of the office. (laughs) No, you don't. See,
1: I'm going to tell you right now. We have, we're in a point in the ratings here where I could be like, I think I'm going to take three months off and come back and we'd be fine. Right. I still don't like to take a day off. That one day that I'm gone is going to be the day that somebody finds something they think is funny that one day and screw everything up. Uh, So I don't like to do it. But I know at, at this age with my kid, I have to take some time every once in a while, which is the only, if I didn't have kids, I would never take a day off. Right. You to take a month off. You weren't worried that they'd be like, "Oh well, remember, remember, surely." Uh,
0: no, I really wasn't. Which so was really people. dumb of me. Yeah, but but, mm. but the other thing was day two. I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to go back.
1: to work. Mm. I was
0: like, this was a horrible idea. Sure. Uh, <laughs> between you know the kid not stopping, you know my wife's up and down, you know at angry, that time, yeah. angry, happy, crying. I remember, <laughs> I remember, I I'd, I'd worked all morning. <laughs> Excuse me, I worked all morning i I left work, I stayed in the city, did a couple spots. I come home. It's like midnight. I get off the train. I see a Popeye's chicken. I go I'm gonna get the wife some popcorn shrimp. I'm gonna score some right. <laughs> some bonus some points. points some fried seafood. <clears throat> That's the way to her heart. I come in. it's like twelve forty five Drop the bag off in the liver. I got you some popcorn shrimp. Thank you so much. you're so sweet. I go to the kitchen, grab myself a drink, grab her a drink. I come by the time I come back. There's a tear rolling down oh, her face. Man. She looks at me and she goes, you don't even know me. Uh-huh, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's and pregnant go, wife
0: talk. I go, I'm sorry, wh- what happened? She goes, where's the tartar sauce?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's it's, as, if she, it's as if she. I have a second family on the side. Where's the tartar sauce, you <laughs> son of a bitch? And I'm like, I told her tartar sauce. And that,
1: that was, you know, so. You got to stay in the city from. The morning time till the night time while she while you had a baby. Well, I didn't get to. I was I was working. You know, like like I was saying,
0: when you're there, when you're working with guys like Sal and Richard, and you know everybody there gives their life to this show. Right, like there is no. It's that's on top, and everything else is underneath it. So. And also for us, we're fans of the show, we're fans of the product,
1: so it's not work for us. Right? You're you're happy to be doing it, we're but you're having, doing it. But you we're know? doing it, and you, you don't. My wife at nine forty five was like, "Will you be home right after ten today? You don't factor that in yeah. when
0: you're in that mix. But once you have a kid, when before we had kids, my wife didn't care. You know. Yeah. Once we have a kid, though. Now, now you need to, you need to be there to tag that person out. You need a hot tag because yeah. otherwise
1: you're done. You're I, done. I so we have uh, two kids, and when the second we we're talking about having a second kid, I said, "Listen, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm doing mornings, and uh, we can have a kid. But it's much like when you want to have a cat. I'm never going to clean the the cat box. I don't want to pet the cat." I said, we need to hire a nanny. Yeah. We got to hire a sleep lady. I don't want to do any of that. I, wanna, I mean, I'll change the diaper, and I love the kids and all that, but I would need, no, to, sounds I, like I, it. I need to sleep. I do. <laughs> I do. I just could not. I mean, I, I'm doing mornings fighting for this job. I had a lot of competition, and she's up in the middle of the night feeding the baby because the baby's crying, and she's making enough noise to wake me up. And I go, well, i got to go to work in a little while. Yeah, and you have to put in
0: 100% of... All that you got yes. at that point in time in the game yes you know you got everything coming from you from every side and it's not a personal thing it's not a F you to the family it's like listen if we want to survive right this is
1: what I gotta do I love when I see shows and they were like my dad just cared more about his career than he did his kids and I'm like your dad his career was letting you live in this house that you live in. When well, you guys want to go to Disney World, guess what's paying for it? Him ignoring you. Yeah. I, I, stupid kids don't understand that. There's a reason why I call my
0: dad the thermostat Nazi, because he paid for it. Yeah, Right. It was his. And so when we when I was living with them in Vegas, and it's 116 outside, <laughs> oh. and I turned the thing down to 70, because it's set to 80, yeah. oh, right? God. Rotisserie, yeah. right? <laughs> I set it to 70, he comes over to me and he goes, Listen... When you turn the temperature down, it doesn't get colder. It just makes the engine work harder. (laughs) (laughs) And I would go, well, Dad, if it doesn't get colder, why do the numbers go down (laughs) on the dial? Why isn't there pictures of fish or (laughs) whatever? If it doesn't mean anything. Uh... And so, yeah, I mean, he... My dad, when we lived in L.A., we lived in the San Fernando Valley. My dad owned a couple car washes out in Anaheim near Disneyland. Uh That was an hour and a half drive with no traffic. Seven days a week, the guy did it. Wow. And so, you know, for me to, to look back on it now as a kid where I had these years of like, they never were there, man. Yeah. And it's like go spend a week at my folks now and you'll be like I'm kind of glad they were never there yeah yeah you know I would have gone crazy
1: so <laughs> oh I always say my parents got divorced when I was 5 it couldn't be the that was the best thing that ever happened to me I could imagine living with those two lunatics together <laughs> together oh jesus christ oh toxic uh parenting is that's that's brutal I would have eventually seen my dad punch my mom I think Right. Oh he's, nev- he's never hit a woman as far as I know but I felt that would have coming based on what I saw those first five years I feel like that would eventually happen let well, I me mean, tell the tape wise she might be able to take him at this point I want to get yeah. those two back together
0: <laughs> have a super fight I'd love for them
1: to fight in some sort of punch out some sort of match or something my imagine that for the punch out I have my mom fight my stepmom. Oh my Ugh. god. Oh, in baby no. oil? For real? <laughs> what? I'm sorry. What so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Every dream we had. <laughs> Julie, thank you so much for coming in. Oh, have you talked you to Artie at all?
0: I am uh, you know, I always tell people I'm nine cell phone numbers behind. Yeah. I uh, I don't uh, have a way to reach him directly. I've sent him a couple messages. I I I think he his family uh, is kind of monitoring everything Protecting he's doing, him. which I think is great. So I think it's exactly what he needs. He's a guy, he was one of the sweetest guys to me when I got there to New York. He knew I didn't have any family. I didn't know anybody. My my first uh, month there, he invited me to his mom's house for Thanksgiving. We hung out. He kind of prepped me going into working for the show as a comic and, and what that translates to on the road and money-wise and all this stuff. Really I mean, couldn't have been nicer, so I, I really hope the best for him. I want him to come back. He's
1: been great. Ever. We've had a great relationship with him here. I would, I would, every once in a while, I would text him yeah. and say, hey, buddy, just checking in on you. I hope you're good. And I would either get back, uh, in three days, I would be like, hey, sorry, I lost my phone. Just wanted to call. Thank you so much for thinking about me. Or somebody else would text me back and be like... Hey, uh, Artie. has gotten a new number here. It is. Yeah. You know, and then, and that would be it. So whatever. I just, you know, I wish the best for him because he is a good dude. He's one of those dudes.
0: I, I have yet to meet somebody who doesn't root for that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Everybody exactly. loves him. Yeah.
1: And um, And I love good. you,
0: brother. Thank you for having yeah, me.
1: Yeah. So great to have you in here. And uh, go see Julie at Sidesplitters. Sidesplitterscomedy.com. Eight one three nine six zero eleven ninety seven to make reservations or just uh, go and check it out. It'd be a fun night. I'm off tomorrow, so. I don't know what's going to happen, but if I can get out tonight, I'd like to sneak over there.
0: Sneak over? Yeah.
1: It's a, yeah it's a great idea at, at this time of the day. And then all of a sudden, my son's like, I got hockey tonight, and I got this. And I'm like, I'm going to bed. <sighs> yeah. Birth control. That's what it's all about, guys. <laughs> How many kids you have now? Just the one? Two. I got two, two girls. Yeah. Oh, two girls. Yeah. Cut yeah. it off after that. Wrap Upset, it up. I'm set,
0: man. I'm set. My oldest one's 11. She's hilarious. She's going to be a comic. She's mm-hmm. writing better jokes than me already, yeah.
1: you know. And then the six year old. It's going to be a problem. Yeah. But uh, oh, yeah. we'll figure it out. I yeah, have the same thing. I have one kid's an angel. The other one is going to kill people.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sure. Well, I use my daughter's jokes on stage, too. <laughs> I'm telling, I'm like, I go, that's going in the rotation. Uh, <laughs> until you're
1: 18, they're all mine. Yeah, uh, yeah that's yeah. right. You work for this roof <laughs> over <laughs> here. Shuley, thank you. Go see Shuley at Sidesporters. We'll take